Welcome back to the Ancient Healing Modern World Podcast, where we bridge the gap between practicing ancient healing modalities and living in a modern world. My name is Casey, and I am your host. And I am saddened to say that this will be the last podcast episode with a featured guest for the season as I embark to go on maternity leave. Um, it's funny saying that because usually you say that when you, you know, have a nine to five and you leave to go on maternity, but I'm going on a little leave, um, as I get ready to birth my baby and take some time off to, of course, care for myself and the baby and my kids and just get everything kind of, um, in a new rhythm uh, before I return. But the Ancient Healing Modern World podcast will be back and we'll be back with wonderful, wonderful guests. So this episode was such a treat to have be my last guest as this is a topic that is just so dear to my heart currently as I explore my own feminine and womanhood um, and Emily Elizabeth, the guest I had on today, is wonderful, also known as EC Love. And she's the creator of Life is Yoga Mama. And she's dedicated to supporting others in their authentic spiritual path back to inner child connection and leadership through sacred music, chanting, yoga practices, and more. And she is just such a wise soul that in our community just spreads love through her music and her energy and her voice and I'm so blessed to really know her and to get her to come on um and so our conversation today was on yoni steaming and this is has been a new journey for her that she explains how she got into it and her and her partner now are making these magical uh yoni steaming boxes or thrones and we talk about that in this episode. And um, so this has just been wonderful. She has the Etsy shop called Made for Mystics. And she is sharing these beautiful, beautiful boxes. So in this episode today, we talk about Yoni steaming. We talk about what it is, how it's done, what the benefits are, why it's important to connect to our womb as women, whether or not you're trying to conceive a child. We talk about the importance of doing womb work. We talk about what to do if you're a woman that maybe feels uncomfortable with this topic and can yoni steaming help with things like fertility, our menstruation cycles, ovarian cysts, and so much more. And she tells us her journey of conscious conception and how she got into this work, what conscious conception is, and where you can also find these beautiful boxes and learn more about her and her work. Of course, all of that is in the show notes. So you can click on over there to find Emily Elizabeth and learn more. But I'm so excited to present this episode today. I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed having the dialogue. And we will be back um, probably closer to the winter time. Ah, I don't even want to talk about winter. (laughs) But I'm sending so much love out to my audience, my guests, and all of you that have supported this podcast during this last year. So much love. Enjoy the episode. 
Hello, Emily Elizabeth. Welcome to the Ancient Healing Modern World podcast. I'm so happy to have you on today. Good morning. Thank you, Casey. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, we are going to dive in today and really get into the heart of the woman. And um, I'm just, I'm so excited for our conversation and what we're going to what we're going to be talking about. Um, the first question I want to ask you that I love to ask all my guests is how do you practice ancient healing in the modern world? Wow. Okay. Well, we can do a whole entire talk on that. I would say, but, um, personally, I think my journey has always been one of, uh, spiritual seeking and I've kind of dived in to so many different areas of, um, you know, spiritual practices and certainly uh, yoga started very young for me, having some pretty serious um, issues with my back, having scoliosis from the time I was 11 years old. So um, I was lucky to kind of learn at a young age that these healing modalities that were not really westernized at that point were extremely important. So you know, just starting with a physical asana practice, I think at 15 years old was really critical for me to kind of start on my journey with healing modalities and ancient healings. But of course, like anything else, it took a lot longer to dive deeper into that space. Um, but at this point, you know, I've come so far through my own journey that I'm at the point where we're saying life is yoga, right? Mm -hmm. So kind of trying to bring all of the elements into more of the ancient ways and being back in New Mexico, coming back to the roots and the heartland for me has kind of put my roots down again, back into herbalism and back into my body and back into the physical. So, you know, the ancient healing arts, it's just so big. It's so huge. But um, really now I'm feeling very tuned into, you know, the, um, the medicine and the herbalism and uh, the natural immunity that I think we're all kind of seeking if we are seeking that path during our current world stage, right? Well, yeah. Lots of things. <laughs> I mean, lots of things you could say for that. But I love that question. It's just so broad and it really does bring us back into that place of what came before us, right? Um, I think I would just say there's a recording that I have um, that I use on one of my playlists, on one of my yoga practice, practice playlists, and it's a grandmother talking to her grandson, and he's asking her, what is the right way? And she says, well, grandson, you know, we look to the past to find the truth for the future. You know, we look to the past and then we can see the way forward. So I kind of love that your your whole entire stream of consciousness here on this podcast has to do with that. You know, because it really does bridge into the modern world. So that's that's huge. And I love that you hold space for that. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And just knowing you, you're a wise old soul who has so much wisdom that I'm really excited to share on 
this podcast and especially within this episode and this topic. And I feel like right now, more than ever, this is so potent and important. And for us as women Mm. to begin to recognize how much power we actually have after being, you know, suppressed, like for, for all these numbers and numbers of years and centuries, and to be able to reclaim and take all of this back um, as we go into this topic today of womb healing, yoni steaming, um, and however else uh, this dialogue decides to flow and go, um, because a lot of people don't even know what this is right now and don't even know that it exists. And a lot of women don't realize how much power and control they have over their fertility, over their menstrual cycles. And so, and you are like the goddess that I want to share this wisdom. So, well, um, you know, like in essence, I can say that I also was in that seat, mm -hmm. you know, and not too long ago. I mean, I think that my awakening of the goddess within had a lot more to do with um, like uh, like my higher chakras, let's say, my heart space. Almost like my awakening came from the top down. Mm. You know? So really like getting this far down into my alignment of my energy body is huge. And I think um, the disassociation that so many of us carry is ingrained because it's systemic. You know, it's it's part of our mother line Mm. at this point. It's part of what society has taught us about our own fertility and our own femininity. And, you know, all of the lack, I could say, you know, is a, a product of why we are so disconnected from our wombs and our yonis. Um even from calling our vaginas our vulva, right? Mm. Like these words, the the implement implementation of the words due to like the allopathic takeover of, of our Western world is huge. Um, so it's created like a disconnect for women and for men too, but certainly for us as the, you know, the bearers of life and the carriers of, of the seeds of life. Um, so I think that being able to bridge, uh, the realization that our body is our temple, right? And then we are like a template of the earth mother. So looking at it that way, uh, is really empowering. And so finding this practice for me of yoni steaming earlier this year, um, like at the beginning of 2021 is really when I started doing this. Um, it really changed so many things for me, so many things. And we can talk about that um, as far as the journey and everything. Yeah, I'd, love learned, to, but to, I'd love for I'd you love to share you. a little bit um, more about that, like what it, how it has um changed like what have you experienced thus far well um certainly I guess I would have to preface this whole conversation by saying you know if I didn't have a sister in my life who was 
you know, a practicing womb healer who's carrying this medicine. And we will plug Alexandra Durgan here into this space. Um, she's the goddess who uh, runs the Embodied Temple. So you can find her on Instagram. You can find her on the embodiedtemple.com. She is doing such deep healing spiritual work with women. Um, we're actually working together now to try to bring a clinic of this variety to, to a platform where women can come together and meet and learn about yoni steaming and learn about you know womb healing and do the practices, get deeper into the sacred spirituality of chanting and yoga and like all these things. But um, having a conversation with her in regards to conception led us into kind of creating together um, a, a womb healing journey. And all of these practices, which she implements in clinics with women, like holistically, up in Colorado, um, she brought to me virtually through, you know, guided meditation and um, beautiful writings that I could kind of like go deep into my journey with through journaling and, you know, womb massaging, you know, think these concepts that we don't realize we have all this access to because we're kind of constantly putting ourselves out there to be healed rather than to be the healer, right? Mm -hmm. But we as women are, and, you know, we can kind of take back that control of our lives and finding this holistic approach to reconnecting with our bodies. Um, it's just such an essential piece right now. So I guess I was looking for that, you know, that reconnection of uh, how do I get more in tune and in alignment with my womb space, with my creative center, because that's our chakra, you know, the sacral chakra, that's our creative center. So that's like really important, um, just kind of trying to regroup around that energy alone. So it doesn't just have to be about conception of a human child, right? It can be how do we clear this space? Mm-hmm for um, overall creative birthing of what it is that we're here to do. Mm -hmm. so that part of it I really love too because it's all inclusive. It's not, this is not just like for women who are of the childbearing age or for women who are seeking to conceive, you know. It really is all of us can be included in this yoni steaming practice. And just, you know, conscious womb connection. Mm. I, I, I feel that that's a really important piece that you mentioned as well, because, yeah, I think some people might think, you know, and I even believe that women, a lot of women will also feel like, well, I'm not really trying to connect to my feminine nature. I'm not trying mm -hmm. to conceive a child and my womb is where babies grow. And I don't really want a baby, but like, yeah. but just like you said, right. Like it doesn't have to be this where we're growing a child. We're, what are we creating and what 
when we take the opportunity to do this work and work on the second chakra and work on work with the womb, it's also birthing, we're birthing our creations into existence. So it isn't always like a physical baby, um, but it's something that we are birthing into the physical. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, so much of my personal work um, in relation to doing one-on-ones with clients and things like this is about reconnecting to the inner child self, which I feel lives in the heart space. So when I found this um, practice of yoni steaming, which, you know, I guess we should like kind of briefly say what what is, what is yoni steaming? Yes, yes, please. Um, yeah, <laughs> like using herbs, you know, sacred medicinal herbs um, as a infused tea. So we're boiling the herbs and, and in a special blend that is hopefully specifically created for you. Um, I kind of want to put that awareness out there because uh, that's what was introduced to me through Alexandra's work is she she really sides on this like she's very gentle in her approach um, because we know that herbs can be very strong they're very powerful so coming at it with awareness with with consciousness um, potentially seeking out a womb healer a medicine woman, a birth keeper, someone who has knowledge of herbal um, medicine, okay? So finding your blend that your body needs for what it's going through at the particular moment. You know, uh, Alexandra offers menstrual analysis, which is really a helpful way to get started, kind of an- answering a bunch of intake questions. And then, you know, you can go into you know, getting your herbs together, creating the blend, boiling the herbs, and you're basically just positioning your body over either a pot where it's being steamed um, or sitting on a stool or a throne like we're creating now for this practice, kind of like a wooden box where the steam is coming up and is able to penetrate up into your yoni, into your womb space, into all the tissues of your vulva, you know, your perineum. It's this great practice for postpartum healing. You know, so there's so much that's happening there, Um, but you're really essentially steaming your yoni right? With these herbs. And it's, it's done at least once a week, if that's what you're, you know, if that's like good for your body, and it's not contraindicated, it can be done more than that. Um, But you know, these are all things that you really want to talk to um, somebody who's, who's deeply invested in this as their practice and their healing modality because they have so much more information. So I'm still learning, right? I'm definitely not your your mastermind for all of those pieces. But that's essentially what we're doing. Um, but then it's the depth of it is just not physical. You know, the depth of it is emotional release, um, stagnation of like, old patterns and belief systems, 
things that we're carrying through our ancestral lines and mother line, the father line, um, sexual traumas, um, I mean, you name it, you know, insecurities, like everything, like so much started to come up for me and my journey that I just realized that this is huge. And I think that's like what really turned me towards wanting to share this with more people um, and to create actual, you know, products that could help people get more involved with it. So it's it's pretty deep, you know. It, it feels to me that there's like an urgency for women to reconnect to their womb space. And mm -hmm. what I was saying in the beginning of all of that was, you know, my work is to go into the heart space. And then when we started to do the work on the womb space, this beautiful concept was revealed to me around the womb heart river, which is a, like a sacred connection between the womb and the heart. So all of that, like that churning of that energy put me into a deeper position of, wow, I really am getting more and more and more clear on what my work is to be doing here, you know, through connecting and not being disassociated with my womb space, you know, and it, it seems like I think a lot of creative people would say, I'm not, I'm not disconnected with my womb energy or I'm not disconnected with my sacral chakra energy. Um, like, why do I need to do this? Because it's a cleanse. It's a cleansing and a shedding and an opening into your deeper authenticity, which is, that's 100% what I'm about. You know, so for me, it was like very easy for me to like put everything aside and just say, this is where I'm going now. I'm going to dive as deep into my womb space as I can because having this awareness that it's going to take me to that place of more clarity and purity in my work, in my life, in my relationships, in, you know, everything that I want to create, that was like the seed for me that was planted. And I just said, yes, you know, yeah. Well, I see that as being something that can be so valuable to so many of us. So that's where my urgency lies, right? To get into that realization that this is our fertile landscape as women. So not being afraid to go in there. And I think a lot of people are. Yeah. It's scary. It's not, you know, the stuff that comes up is not fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it almost feels it like an opportunity. It feels like an opportunity to be able for us as women to express all that we are or reveal certain, um, pet whether it be from, you know, ancestral karmas or just different things that reside within our body that we may not be able to see. And so, yeah, it's like an opportunity to go deeper into ourselves and our creative work and what we're here to do. Um, and to me, it feels like such a rich practice, like just this, getting the herbs together, having the herbs formulated and crafted, and then the warmth of the steam and sitting in this, you know, meditative 
state and while also like honoring, like we're working directly with our yonis. So we're in direct contact with like, with that feminine part of ourselves. Um, And it's personal, right? It's like, we're doing it in a personal sense where we're not doing it with a partner. You know, we don't have, we could be doing it with a practitioner if that's what we were choosing or if that's what we were in a clinic setting or something like this. But really it's very personal and it's, you know, carving out that time and that space for ourselves to explore. There was a concept that I used to talk about called um, mindful masturbation, right? Where it wasn't really about anything other than like tuning inward to the body, like inwardly seeking your own soul, like your own heart and soul and like anything that you were carrying within the body, not like outward stimulation. So in essence, I think that working with the herbs, they help us as the devas, as the goddesses of the earth mother. They're helping us to like like deeply penetrate our own, you know, womb space so that it, it's, it's like you're doing it alone, but you're really being guided by them, right? So they're like working with you as this, this medicine and this guide. And, and I just, when you sit the first couple of times over the steam, the feeling is so comforting and soothing and nurturing Um, at least for me it was, you know, but that brings up these feelings and these emotions. And I've had experiences of crying, like deeply, I mean, really big releases, right? Big things like coming out and surfacing. Um, I've had experiences of being like extremely sexually aroused. And like other women have told me this too, since sitting on the thrones, right? Um, But in a way that's so healing, right? It's so healing. It's like, why is this coming through for me right now? So using it as a practice of being present and in the moment. um, What else was I thinking earlier? Oh, the, the ideas of, you know, affirmations coming through, you know, working with the herbs and receiving messages from them about things that we need for our bodies to be in more balance, poetry. You know, I mean, I'm sitting here in my, you know, my space right now just surrounded by my notebooks because I'm like, there's been so many things I've written over the course of this, this time, you know, just because things just open up. It's like if you think about this is your creative center and you're stimulating it and you're, you know, paying attention to it, right? You're giving it your present attention. It's like all these things can come through you. Songs, you know, chanting. Um, I mean, it's it's really quite potent and powerful. So, but one thing I also wanted to just point out was, you know, because as women, our anatomy the, the bowl, the pelvic bowl, like what we carry, what our womb essentially is, is the foundation of our physical framework. So for so many women, 
in our history, in our country, who have had their, you know, uterus removed, who are having hysterectomies when they don't really need it, who are suffering with, um, you know, menstrual imbalances, infertility, uh, ovarian cysts, um, really a lot of like discomforting things that happen within the base of, of who we are, you know, just to put it into physical context rather than, oh, only like a, a spiritual understanding of why we're doing this. Um, this is like a gentle way to reconnect with our bodies and a gentle way to be soothing and nurturing and nourishing. And that's what I really love about working with the herbs, you know, because for me, I don't resonate. I don't resonate with allopathic ways of thinking um, through gynecology or practices that are, are very invasive and, you know, to a degree violent towards our womb space and towards our yoni, you know. So it's it's a, a way to kind of like get back in tune and in touch with yourself in a way that is so gentle and is it's personal and you know you can dive into the fear of the unknown in a way that's not through the hands minds and bodies of somebody who's probing at you or telling you that you need these tests or telling them you that you need to be on these medications or telling you that you're not fertile and you can't ever have a child or, you know, all of these fear factors that kind of can come into play. Mm-hmm. It's the finite over the infinite. And the womb is our infinite intelligence. And so that's what's so important to think about. Like put your head around that is that we as women are carriers of the infinite. So our wombs will hold on to whatever it is that we, you know, tell them to. And that's a conscious choice and it's an unconscious choice. So just to say that, you know, we don't have to be carrying certain things. And that's part of the the yoni steaming. It's part of the cleansing. It's part of the shedding. You know, you're getting more in touch and in tune with those things and saying, this is not for me to carry anymore. This is for me to heal now. This is for me to release. This is not for me to carry into the next generation anymore. Right? So there's so many ways that you can really look at it. But as far as it being an ancient healing practice, it's our birthright. Yeah. And I could imagine that some women listening to this or hearing about it may feel uncomfortable because kind of like you said in the beginning, right? It's not really our fault as women, why we feel uncomfortable around our yoni or our vulva or, and why it's, it's our culture, right? Like, and it's not just our culture, it's many, many cultures, it's, it's religion. And there's so many just like factors that come into play that, um, different cultural belief systems that maybe have gotten passed down to us. And we grow up 
always covering our parts, like mm-hmm. subconsciously, what does that put in our, in our mind? Like right. we grow up, like a lot of us, like for me, my parents never wanted to talk to me about sex. Like, so I was left having to like figure everything out on my own. Like when I was a kid trying to like make sense of, well, what is this? Why is it bad? Because nobody would talk to me about it. They, and they would shame me for bringing anything up about it. So and I'm sure that there's many that can relate in a, in similar ways. So what would you say to a woman that may feel uncomfortable, like around the idea of, of Yoni steaming or any sort of womb work? I mean, I would personally say I completely relate to you, mm. you know, and I understand and it's, we are all connected in that that place of fear of not knowing because our mothers were carrying that same thing and their mothers too and maybe their mothers too maybe our great-grandmothers too right so we've all been essentially programmed to feel awkward uncomfortable um, sexualized in our nudity right? It's part of this this dysfunctional feminine energy that's been kind of created. And sadly enough, that many of us have bought into mm. because we've been kind of pushed um, to stay in this mainstream, on this mainstream track. So, I, I completely would understand it. And and just to like respond to what you were saying about nobody wanting to talk to you about sexuality or no one wanting to explain to you why you're going to have this menstrual cycle or what does this mean. And um, one of the things that personally came up for me on, on my journey with my womb healing was a question that was so powerful and it connected me so deeply to my feet to my current feelings around my my womb space which was I want to be prepared I want to be um, in the best possible condition going into my conception right? Whatever that conception may be. I'm just kind of using myself as an example. So uh, Alexandra said to me, can you remember when you first started to bleed? Can you go back to that place when you had your first menstrual cycle and what was the feeling that you had? And I went there and I said, I didn't feel like I was ready. I didn't know what was happening to me. I didn't have any other women in my life other than my mother who was not necessarily very communicative with me around this, you know, transition that was going to happen in my life, right? And I just, I remember bleeding and telling her I'm bleeding and then having an experience with her where she kind of sat down with me and like read a book or something, um, which was very impersonal and it was kind of just, this is what's going to happen to your body and, 
but there was no ritual around it. There was no ceremony. There was no celebration, right, of this, of this portal that I had just walked through into my fertile life, like into my ability to create life as a young girl, you know? So I, I didn't feel like prepared and that created a lot of fear, a lot of fear. And so we are collectively holding so much fear. I mean, even now, you know, in our circle of sisters, when we sit and we talk about childbirth, or we talk about conception or getting pregnant, you know, there, there's concerns, there's fears. I don't know what's going to happen to my body. Like, I don't know if my body can do this. I don't know if I'm, you know, mentally capable of, of birthing and being a mother. I mean, there's so many things that come up and fear is inevitable. So that's what I would say to women. If you're uncomfortable about trying something for the first time or these concepts are totally foreign to you, um, it's okay, you know, like it's, it's okay. But if you are in the mindset that you want to stand and hold life as being such an important value for you, this can be a tool that can help you. Um, so, you know, anything in my opinion that's not going to probe you, cut you, um, traumatize you in any way, I will always say just go for it. You know, just try it and see what comes up for your body because part of regaining our connection to our fertile center is also trusting and believing in our body's own intelligence mm. you know and that's huge because we like really can do it all and you know this through you know free birthing and the ideas of radical birth and you know the women that are holding these these spaces for others to just allow their bodies to naturally do the work mm -hmm. and so it's, it's, it's a huge integration, and I know it's not something that's simple, and even in just talking for an hour about this, it's, it can be endless mm -hmm. how much we can say, um, but it's, it's definitely for our highest benefit, you know, to face things that are scary and, and just try to get ourselves onto a track that's going to be expansive mm -hmm. yeah because our womb spaces they are infinite expansive expansive energy it's yeah. incredible right it's incredible you're a pregnant mama i mean it's incredible like yeah. what our wombs can do absolutely and to me it does it feels like yoni steaming almost feels like a way to, well, a couple of things I want to say it's, it's, it's a reclaiming of that, which we haven't really been given through like our societal norms. Right. And, and again, this, this goes, this goes so far back. It's like, it's not about blaming like our mothers and our grandmothers or our great grandmothers like that. This goes down the lines. And so it's just, but to like, be able to give that or allow that awareness 
um, it's kind of like what we weren't given when we did have our first sacred bleed and the celebration that maybe we didn't receive. Like, I think for me, my mom freaked out, not that I had started my cycle, but that she just wasn't expecting it. And she like hurried me into the bathroom really quick. And like, uh, it was this like, oh my gosh, like, don't get anything on anything. And it was like, this big freak out. like that was my introduction. Right. Oh, wow. so, so these are like the subliminal messages that we carry with us. Like for yeah. me, what did that tell my subconscious mind? Like, oh my gosh, this is something I should fear. I have to cover this up. I have to stop this blood. Like, but I didn't receive the celebration that I probably will give my daughter, you know? And we get to reclaim that. So now we get to do that sitting on our throne, like having this sacred steam, this opportunity to like connect to that part of ourselves and yeah. And just connect to our feminine. And like you said about the womb, just being this, this infinite space and just having the, if, if one woman, like, or if many women don't know how to connect to that area, which it can be hard because if we only know connection, if we only know connection from like our thinking, um, this is like an opportunity to go inward and connect. Totally. And to cleanse and to really cleanse because what we're doing is we're cleansing. And as women of childbearing age, when we are bleeding, you know, our cycles, whatever our cycle may be, it's not always the same for everybody, but we're cyclically shedding. And that's really important. Like our bodies, we're able to remove heavy metals and toxins through our blood and, you know, kind of like keep birthing and um, dying over and over again. So we really carry a lot of butterfly transformational medicine in our wombs, but without like consciously being connected to that because like you're saying and I'm saying like we weren't prepared, we weren't given any kind of like, you know, oh, this is such a magical thing that women's bodies do. Um, regularly, you know, we're just kind of left with this, oh my God, you're bleeding. Don't make a mess. Don't get it on the, you know, furniture. (laughs) Um, You know, you're, what, what are other things we hear from, you know, men or from brothers, from boys? Oh, you know, it smells bad. You smell bad, you know, clean yourself up, you know, constantly covering things up with, you know, perfumes and scents. And it's, it's like, it's almost like, I mean, I have like a horrific story. Um, I don't even know if I should share it here, but it's, it's pretty, it was very traumatic for me. And it was another thing that came up around this womb healing journey uh, when I was a teenager and I was bleeding and I was extremely emotional because the emotional part, you're going through so many changes and yeah. like, oh my God, like, like, and for many of us, there are, hormonal imbalances you know we're living in a very toxic environment like our world is just constantly you know pumping us with all sorts of things in our food in the water in the air you know I mean 
we're like these chemical petri dishes and so it messes with our hormones it messes with our you know minds and bodies and you know uh, the emotional state of of being a teenager and going through that um, my father had said something to me like what's the matter with you why are you so upset what are you bleeding or something you know mm. and i was and i was i actually was bleeding and he made a comment and he, he said, oh, great. Now I have two bitches in the house. Oh, wow. I know. And, it, and I just was like, what? And he, of course, he was using that as a term like of a, like a female dog who's bleeding or a female pregnant dog, whatever. Either way, it was very traumatic and it was a really hurtful thing to say. Yeah. And it, it, it stayed with me and it made me realize that um, – you know, this was something that, at least in that experience for me, that was like, like frowned upon or looked down upon by men. So it took many, many, many years for me to get to a place where um, I'm now in such a healing, beautiful, committed relationship with a man who can be on this conscious conception journey with me, who can see my blood as sacred, you know, where I've had to also um, learn and change those patterns, you know, um, rework a lot of the belief systems that were instilled in me by the ignorance of people who just didn't look at it this way. And and that's why I would say to sisters who are like, I don't get it. I'm not like there yet. I don't, it's okay. You're not there yet. But if you're coming into contact with this, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're, you know, seeing things flashing through your world that have to do with, you know, natural women's health care or whatever, just start exploring and diving in because there's something there for you. Because really the essence of what we carry is so powerful. And I would no longer, you know, tell myself that story that I'm a bitch because I'm bleeding and I'm upset, you know. I have a different program now because I instilled it for myself. But we really have to take that responsibility back. And, and that's why I also feel like this is such a beautiful, sacred gift um, to be coming through now. You know, because it's the emotional part is healing, the implementations that it works for fertility, for, you know, hormone balancing, for easing menopausal symptoms, for reducing ovarian cysts, uterine fibroids. It's so soothing for inflammation and irritation and, you know, the Increased libido even, which some people need and desire in their lives, pelvic sensitivity. You know, I know that you and I have talked about that in the past, like just becoming more sensitized and aware and connected to your creative core. Mm. Um, it's just so beautiful. And of course, like when you do that, cause you know, it, it will increase your fertility. Like, it can't not yeah. is kind of like what I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And oftentimes I, I, I think that that's, you know, well, 
I know that this is where the allopathic system falls short so often is because they want to pin everything with science and they want a scientific reason as to why we're not fertile and why we can't have babies. It's not always going to be based by science. There's so much energetics that come into play as well when we are dealing with fertility. So, yes. So having like a conscious practice such as this, where we are holding ourselves and loving ourselves and releasing that, which does not serve us and our journey. Um, and we're inviting that we're, we're becoming more receptive. And I believe in turn, it can increase our fertility and of course align our cycles, like with the moon and, um, make it so, you know, we're cycling with nature and yeah. And improving menstrual cycles as well. Yeah. And all of the things, you know, like all of the things you're saying, like in a natural sense, um, just even opening up communication, which was a big part of, you know, going through the conscious conception journey. Um, you know, she kind of prompted me a lot to, to open dialogue with my womb space and to listen to what she had to say, what she had to share with me. Um, I think so many of us don't even ever do that. We don't think about it. Yes. Um, we don't take the time to go into meditation and be like consciously talking to our womb. Um, so, you know, it's just really profound and powerful. Um, what, 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 like, what do my, what does my womb need? What is my yoni and my, my womb need right now? What is she telling me? And, you know, I just want to also say that the clarity that has come through for me in terms of doing the yoni steaming regularly, um, and for me, it's very much about getting more cyclical on my path and you know cleansing a lot of old uterine lining and blood and stagnant energies and you know things that are inside of you that you don't even realize are in there mm-hmm. until you kind of start consciously doing this um it has brought me to such a uh, a more I don't know, um, what's the word, kind of like like, it, like a more precision in my day-to-day um, dealings with others or my decision-making, um, my discernment, that's the word I want. My discernment is so much more clear. I don't feel like there's like this muddy feeling of, I don't know if I want to be in relationship with this person or I don't know if I, you know, really want to be uh, sharing my energy this way or doing this work or, you know, it's almost like I can tap in and tune in because I've been paying closer attention to my creative center and I can literally just put my hands on my womb in the yoni mudra, right? Thumbs and and pointer finger kind of like downward triangle over my womb space and I can just take some deep breaths into my womb and I'm like 
very clear because she's serving my highest good because I'm paying attention and I'm really tapping into her and saying, what do you need for me to do for you? So you see what I'm saying? It's like making that conscious connection and really putting that relationship with our own bodies and our own creative center at the forefront where uh, it's, it's like, it's like reconnecting with your best friend or something, yeah. you know, where it's like she is this ally for you now, which is going to help you serve as a meter and a measure to the way you are interacting with the world. Mm. And I, ha I have found that to be so valuable um, just to balance me out and just to say, okay, like, I'm, I'm not just remembering my inner wisdom, I'm trusting it. Because there's that balance that we have, right? The women, our bodies, we have two ovaries, most of us. And so those represent our masculine and our feminine energies, one on each side of the body. And part of the work here is also to balance our masculine and feminine energies within. So we're getting more clear on what we can receive and then we're being able to implement it out into the world through our actions. That's the masculine side. So I feel like those are very important things to be um, aware of as we move into like higher consciousness and, you know, and it, it's just so much has come through this practice. So. Absolutely. Zendless. Yes. Zendless. Yes. Yes. There's so much, so much good stuff there. Um, and I would love for you to share a little bit about what con conscious conception is for those who may not know, and also a little bit about your personal journey, because really it's been your personal journey with um, conscious conception that led you into the yoni steaming work is that right yeah absolutely and um you know for me i could say my awareness just became very strong that um you know birthing a human child was going to be in my um, in my future and i started to receive kind of just spiritual messages that um I needed to go within and kind of there was some work to be done like that was really all I could receive was that I, I had a feeling that I needed to do some work and that became a conversation I had with Alexandra and you know led to her saying I think we need to do a three-month container and what we're gonna do is you know take you on a deep healing womb journey um, into conscious conception. So I would say to define conscious conception, it's a knowing where you're consciously aware that um, this is something that you want to do uh, and you're putting your energy into creating um, sacred space for your baby to come earthside. Um, and the beauty of it, like I said before, is the recognition of the body as sacred temple um, and then the 
responsibility, like taking on the responsibility of holding space for that. And a lot of it for me had to do with, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit older, so I'm not like a young mama who's in her 20s. And I think that society kind of like, like throws a lot of fear at older women who are, you know, considering conception as a possibility in their lives. Um, and I just intuitively didn't want any of that in my space. So I, I chose to, you know, trust myself, trust spirit, trust the messages I was receiving and just say, I'm going to um, do this healing work and do this cleansing work for myself and actually take this container of three months um, and be really invested in diving deep inside of my, my womb um, to see what's in there and to see what I need to see before potentially opening up this space for this being to enter. Um, and that's like, you know, the messages that I've received about these children, these star seeds, whatever we want to call them, is that, you know, they are coming to this planet um, and they're very, very high energy beings. They're carrying a lot of medicine for the world right now. And so it felt like a really huge responsibility, I'd say, just kind of like feeling that and knowing that and saying to myself and saying with my partner, like, um, you know, in order to do this work and to carry this seed, uh, I feel that I really need to be in my highest space and in our highest space because it, you know, it's not just me right? It's us as a community. So that became this journey of, well, again, the word discernment, right? What do I need to carry? What do I not need to carry? What does my body want the most of? What does it not need? You know, really asking the questions, tuning in, doing the deep meditations. Um, one thing I just want to say, like one of the biggest, most powerful meditations that I go back to so often, which is so revealing and really truly frightening, is the cord cutting um, meditation on this womb healing journey, where you actually go in and you you see and you ask in your you know fertile landscape like who is in there and what energies are residing inside of your womb. And then you're doing a, you know, cutting ceremony to release those energies and clear out this space. So it's yours again, you know? So it's like so empowering to just hold that. And it just feels so, so good and so clearing and so um, emotionally fulfilling to kind of like do this fire walk and to walk through all of these things because, you know, as you know, more than I know, that's what birthing is. You know, it's so personal. It's such a deep, deep experience. Um, and we all have to walk through our own. So I guess 
for me, the idea of conscious conception is just being really in a deeper sense of awareness mm. around all of these things and cleaning and clearing space um, to be able to open and receive and to hold life as, you know, the most precious gift that we have, um, especially in the world that we're living where there's so many things that are, you know, trying to mix into that. Um, yes. Yeah. And, and also this kind of goes back to what we were saying before with conscious, with conscious conception, right? It doesn't just have to be like the birth of a child or we're consciously thinking about bringing a baby in. We can consciously conceive and do this womb work through maybe it's a career or a job or a passion, an art, a craft, a service, uh, whatever it is, we can still do the, the, the work and the, the cord cutting meditation that you said you did for the the womb sounds phenomenal. I'm familiar with cord cutting Mm -hmm. um, and, and using those meditations. And I've had very powerful experiences through doing that. But I do love that we bring this into our womb work as well, because as women, this is where we hold, this is where we have held um, our, our mother's stuff, our grandmother's stuff, uh, different beliefs and just whatever's kind of been passed down to us. Or this is that energetic space where we hold. And it's also the space where we release. Right. Yeah. So I absolutely love that. And so I would love for you to share, um, a little bit about the work you're doing with mm-hmm. these Yoni thrones and to tell the listeners about these beautiful thrones you are crafting um, and how you kind of got into this work as well. Well, I would say that, um, you know, how we got to that point was doing the journey and doing the regular steaming. And I was kind of just using a steaming pot and then you know getting down into more of a like a child's pose or a puppy pose over the pot on my yoga mat and using blankets and kind of propping myself up um, in order to sort of squat over the pot which was fine and it's beautiful and it's totally doable you don't need a whole lot of equipment to do this it can be very simple um, and then Doing it more regularly, I kind of started to talk with my partner who's an artisan builder and he's an amazing woodworker. Um, And I just started doing some research on Yoni steaming boxes. Uh, And um, what I saw out there in the world, um, mostly on Etsy and things like this, were, were beautifully made, but the materials that they were being made with were not satisfactory to me. Um, Because I think something that I'm really conscious and aware of is um, all natural, non-chemical, non-toxic, because it's kind of contraindicated, right? Like if we're talking about wanting to remove toxins from the body and release negative energies and kind of like through this herbal process, 
um, we're getting rid of all of this junk, right? We don't really want to be esteeming and promoting like more chemicals to be mixing up into our bodies. So that awareness like sparked this desire for me to design and create the cleanest, clean, clearest, most beautiful throne possible. And, you know, he was able to sit and conceive of that with me. So what we're making is Yoni steaming thrones that are essentially a um, hand-built stool set up uh, with all solid wood. So I'm using maple wood, birch wood, cedar woods, things like this, and um, creating a seat which is very comfortable to sit on because you don't have to you know be squatting or in a weird position and you put your bowl and your sacred herbs inside you can also use like a small crock pot to heat the herbs from within and you could just sit and steam and you know do your meditations your breathing your chanting your songs your writing journaling you know sitting out looking at beautiful nature, drinking tea. I mean, it becomes like a ritual at that point. Excuse me. And that's what we're creating, you know, um, something that's made for mystic women, you know, and for, for women who really want to have their own personal setup in their homes. And also for women who are practitioners and um, birth keepers, women who are postpartum, who want to be healing, you know, you're going to be doing this uh, in your journey. So I'm so excited that uh, you're going to be receiving one of these sacred thrones mm -hmm. for, your, for your postpartum care. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, they're, they're what we can do as a way to really implement this as a lifestyle change, you know, and not just as like a fleeting concept, oh, maybe you want to do a yoni steam like, you know, once and try it. But this is a real like investment in yourself and your body and really taking control back into your own hands you know so it's a on a deep level it's like a it's a response for me also to the current world stage and you know government and big tech warfare against natural immunity and fertility and testing on genetics and mm. you know all of that stuff which is so scary and um and really in a way threatening to natural fertility and our connection to our bodies as our temples. So that's super important for me. And that's why we've been designing these and just trying to put the best materials into them and the cleanest, you know, finishing beeswax, coconut oil, like very simple, simple, simple things. And resources, right? connections with women like yourself and Alexandra and you know Chan Lee and you know these healers these birth keepers women who are able to um, help to share and continue this education 
for modern women of this ancient healing practice because we need it now more than ever. Yes, yes. And and really the thrones you and your partner make are, I've looked, <laughs> yeah. I've looked online at different ones and I'm like, well, these ones excel far beyond. And I'm definitely going to link your website and your Instagram and all that stuff into the show notes of this podcast. So the listeners can go yeah. and just click and go, go look and, and see what they look like. Because I mean, they, they truly are just so so, so well made. And yes, I am very, very excited to have one and have it for, for many, many years to come. I know. And I, you know what, I really do dream and I wish about the idea of them being able to be heirlooms and passed down to the next generation, um, to our daughters, to our granddaughters, to teach them that, you know, this is the birthright of the earth women and the mamas and those that have been able to heal and walk through all this transformational energy in order to come back to, you know, what is our natural birthright and, and what is our sacred center and to maybe be able to implement all the things to them that we didn't receive, you know, on our journeys that we had to kind of like remember through sacred sisterhood and through elders who did hold this medicine sacred for us but you know we don't always get what we need but we always get to the place that we need to go right and that's so beautiful and that is really like part of this mission of wanting to create such beautiful thrones but also you know very solid structural things that can be cared for um, and passed along for generations to come. Yes. Oh, well, this has been so wonderful. I'm like, I'm so happy that, um, I had you on and Yay. yeah. And, and again, I will, I'll link all your stuff so people can find you. And I'm just so happy that you're doing this work. Um, and I will definitely link Alexandra's Instagram page as well as, and yeah and please anybody who's listening who needs you know the guidance or needs to be pointed in the direction just feel free to reach out i'm here to receive and take messages and guide into the direction you need to go and um and also for women who are in need of scholarship um we are offering a certain number of those every quarter through the year so just go to my website you can link that Casey and they can find out ways to um, receive a throne um, through financial needs that they may need some support with because this is for everyone definitely for everyone and that's our goal yeah yes I just I, I want to see this type of work continue to grow and expand in us women to really come together and and connect to this part of ourselves and take back what's ours really so thank you (laughs) thank you so much for hosting this and for sharing this with the world with me i appreciate you so so much sister yes so much love talk to you soon hey bye